Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today I'm joined by or joined by Thesia Ellis, who is from this Grandma's Life podcast. She's also got a YouTube channel, got a lot of really cool stuff going on. And she's also one of my fellow, uh, I guess you would say, fire starters on the Fireside Freedom podcast. So I've gotten to know Thesia. Uh, met her at a couple different events and and we chat quite a bit. We're back and forth a good bit through the various avenues of the content creation that we do and various social medias. But we're talking today about working hard to develop a lifestyle of freedom, trusting God to guide your every step because we can't do everything ourselves. So with that, I say, Thesia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how's it going? Going, doing fantastic. Tell us a little bit about who Thesia is. I know, I know probably quite a few of my listeners know you. They've seen you in various uh, places on social media. A lot of us are connected in, in different groups, but for those who don't know you, kind of give a little, little bit of your background and then we'll jump into a lot of what you've got going on on your homestead. All right. Well, I'm a, right now I am a 60 year old homesteader. And because I'm 60, that means I've lived a pretty long life. I was born in Northeast Oklahoma in in Tulsa. Uh, When I was a kid, when I was a baby, we moved to Venezuela. Then we moved back. I lived in uh, Southwest Oklahoma, got married, moved to Alaska, uh, moved to Central Texas, got married again and moved to California (laughs) and then moved (laughs) back to Oklahoma when he left me for another woman. And I'm on my Third and last husband here in Northeast Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the adventures there, uh, jet setting all over the continent or the all over the world, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was Venezuela like? Do you remember that? I was a baby. Mom and uh, dad got hired to do something down there, and uh, he was supposed to be there for six months. So we packed mom, mom and dad. I'm I'm the oldest of the family. So they packed everybody up to move them down there. And uh, dad got the work done in six weeks. So we moved back and I was just yeah, an okay. infant. Yeah. So yeah, hard to remember things from that young of an age. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you're 60 years old, got your own homestead going on there. What, what got you started, you know, a little bit later in life on the homesteading path? Um, because of some of the issues that I've had over the years in my life, uh, I, I live in a state where they, where they don't have to have give you a reason to fire you. And most of the time I was a single mom raising boys. And if there was something that they needed and there, there've been a couple, there was a couple of times I lost my job. I deserved it, but there was a couple of times I did not. <laughs> and when you're a single mom, that's, that's very, very disconcerting. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of morphed over the years is I don't want to, I don't want to work for anybody else. I don't want anybody to have that kind of power over me. And when Tom's uh, father died, we inherited some land and uh, I wanted to focus on it. My husband has uh, come down. Um, oh, I guess it's been 10 years or more now with severe depression that actually kind of every once in a while morphs into bipolar. And so, uh, because I'm getting too old to now work for somebody else, I'm in a race to try to make sure that I could feed my family and take care of us and hopefully bring some income in. So that somewhere down the road, he's not going to be able to work anymore and I'm going to have to be able to bring in the income. So I wanted to be able to um, focus on my own land, do what I want, what I need to do with it on there without working for someone else and hopefully be able to take care of the family as a whole before it's all over with. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's there's a lot that goes into, you know, trying to develop a homestead, especially, you know, when you're having to care for somebody and do all the work yourself. And it can it can feel like you're doing everything alone. And, and I mean, oftentimes it is that way. Do, do you have I think you said you don't currently have an outside job. Is that right? No, I do not. I'm the busiest uh, unemployed person I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's so often that way. You you quit your nine to five job so you can work twenty four seven for yourself. Yep. <laughs> Have you been able to develop streams of income from your homestead? Ah, uh, s- streams? No, trickle. Yeah, an occasional <laughs> drop. Yeah, I do because I, you know, occasionally I uh, I I uh, had some turkeys that I'm not going to be able to, to use on my own property. So I actually sold two or three turkeys here recently. And uh, when my birds are laying, I sell eggs. Um, let me think. Every once in a while, I'll sell uh, a, a chicken that I raise and stuff. And every once in a great while, I'll sell a candle. But not, no, not really. I'm not, I'm not you know, because with my YouTube channel, I'm not earning any income off of that. But But at the same time, I really do feel like I'm at the precipice of being able to earn earn the income i'm feeling it you know feeling mm-hmm. like it is gonna happen pretty soon yeah yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit like what's what do you what's going on there that uh that you do have going that you feel like could turn into some income streams well not necessarily so much the income streams themselves but because i've been working on my ellis family farm YouTube channel for, I don't know, I think they said six or seven years now. I forgot to look back, you know, and I, I just kept plugging along, putting out stuff. And, and obviously I haven't been making any money on that, but getting to speak at the self-reliance festival, getting to do uh, the fireside freedom podcast, getting to talk to people like you, I'm actually starting to gain some momentum and I'm learning as I go too. I'm learning how to maybe market Turkey so that next year we, I kind of feel bad that I didn't have enough turkeys to sell to people this year because they're saying that there's a shortage and I'm sure next year there will not be, but I am still going to try to implement a way to actually sell some turkeys and uh, you know, just different things. So I'm learning as I go, I'm getting a little more exposure as I go instead, because honestly, no joke for all these years, I have felt very alone. Like, yep, it's just me on my hill doing my thing and keep on plodding away. So Meeting people like you, meeting Nicole Sauce, uh, you know, I'm, I met uh, uh, Jack Spirkle several years ago, but golly, he has such a following. It's like, yeah, I was just a little drop in the bucket for him. And that's no big <laughs> deal. That's fine. You know? Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. the last few months have been really cool meeting people and connecting with them, you know, like uh, Brian Alexovich and his, his beautiful wife and stuff. It's just, it's just been, and, and Toolman Tim, everybody's been very encouraging and, even if I am a nobody, at least all of you guys have made me feel like, okay, I'm not alone, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, nobody's a nobody. I know, you know, when, when we're just getting started out and we meet somebody who we think is like light years ahead of us in whatever space that we're trying to get in, it it can be a little intimidating, but everybody started from somewhere. I mean, as I've... I feel like I'm a nobody. So, I mean, it's every, everybody has to start from somewhere. And so, you know, we've all got our own little niche and, and when you start out in something new, yeah, you, you won't have a following. You're, you're an unknown for sure. 
But um, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I know, too, when when you do homesteading, when you're trying to get going in different things, the homesteading, the content, you know, YouTube channel, podcast, we can get overwhelmed with things. What keeps you going when you just don't feel like it? Like when the motivation just isn't there? How do you how do you keep moving forward? Um, part of it is, is the almost fear of the race in time to be able to get us up and running and, and literally running before Tom can no longer do it. And then also, uh, we got my, my 16 year old granddaughter, we got custody of her when she was 11 and she had had, I didn't know it, but she had had a really rough time where she was before. So she needed somebody strong in her life. And by golly, I was going to be the strong one in her life. And uh, so I, regardless of what I felt like or didn't feel like or, or anything like I, like that, I wanted to be the example. I'm getting up every morning. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of all of it. And mm-hmm. and I, I believe it's helped her. You know, she's she's blossomed a lot. Of course, she's a teenager, so she she, <laughs> she, she's can be a challenge sometimes too, but yeah, she's, and, and I can't, I didn't do it by myself. You know, when I first got custody of Kenzie, she really was a mess. And, uh, the ladies at my church, they knew I was panicking going, I don't know how to take care of it. So these ladies gave me tangible advice. They gave me prayer. I mean, they prayed, prayed for me and stuff. And, and so, Kinsey went from being a real mess to like just a year or so later became the uh, salutatorian of her class in, in school. Wow. And so, and, and so I can't take credit for that. I, I really do believe that uh, the prayers of those ladies and the tangible help of those ladies, <laughs> you know, uh, had a whole lot to do with that. And so, yes, I'm the strong, I am the strong person in the family. Tom can't function. Tom can't even make a decision on what he wants for dinner. I'm the one that's going to take care of it. Kinsey needed somebody strong in her life. I'm going to be the strong one in the life. And it didn't make any difference how I felt about it. That's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure over the last few years doing, going through a lot of what, everything that you did and trying to build, you know, what you're building there on your homestead, you've had a lot of lessons to learn. What are some of the lessons that, that you've had to learn over the past few years and, and how, yeah. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Um, well, at first I was thinking the tangible of I'm probably going to be known as a skirting lady, but there's a lot of intangible <laughs> stuff too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this briefly back in 98, I was attacked and uh, raped and sodomized and had to fight for my life for an hour and a half and uh, survived it. It was kind of a weird situation, though, because he was a very handsome, very charismatic man. And a lot of people turned against me and said I got what I deserved. And a lot of times if the people were honking, they were flipping me off because I had their their buddy thrown in jail and stuff. So um, that was that kind of messes with you psychologically and stuff. But as I've come out here to this little town and, and these people who have loved me through everything, when somebody honks, I go, oh, they're not flipping me off. And I wave at him back. And the first time that, that I uh, learned that I thought, wow, people really do care about me. People, not everybody is against me. So that was a, that was, that's been kind of a pivoting uh, thing that I've learned that not everybody's against you. But then another thing is it didn't make any difference. It was me and God. 
you know, um, everybody, they, they're still trying to teach me, but no, you can't do all this by yourself. You, you've got to rely on other people. I'm thinking, mm, there isn't always other people there, but if I've got God with me, me and God, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you rely on God, for sure, he can carry you through unimaginable things that, that you would never think you could make it through. Why, why do you think that was a lesson that, that you needed to learn um, to just let go and let God? I mean, what, how has that changed, I guess, the way you've gone about life? Because I'm hard-headed and I still have, I still struggle with when people says, oh, it's all in God's hands. I'm thinking, well, what am I here for? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if it's in God's hands, I don't, I'm not part of the, I'm not part of the equation. So, I mean, so there, there still is a struggle of how much of it do I, is with God, how much of it is with me in my walk with God and how much of it is I just need to suck it up and move on, you know? So yeah, I struggle with some of that stuff occasionally. Yeah. That's a, a tough topic there. You know, it's easy for some people to say, Oh, well it's in God's hands. But a lot of times I think that's a cop out because, you know, God gave us abilities. He gave you the ability to go to work, to make money, to, to do whatever you need to do. And when you say, oh, I'm just going to sit here and, and wait on God. <laughs> I, I go back to the story of, of the guy who, I, it's not a real story, obviously, but it's a good illustration. Guy was getting flooded out and he had to climb up on the roof of his house to get away from the floodwaters. And the boat floats by and they're like, hey, you need help? He's like, no, God's going to rescue me. And uh, this happened three or four times. He says, nope, God's got me. He's going to rescue me. And... Finally, the floodwaters wash him away and he gets to heaven. It's like, God, why didn't you rescue me? He said, well, I sent three or four boats by. You should have got on it. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes that's a cop out. But then on the other hand, we do have to have faith that as we move forward, God will open the doors that need to open. You know, he he moves through us and he also makes things happen outside of us. So it's a you can't sit there and do nothing. I don't believe but you also have to have faith and rely on him. So it's, it's, it is a tricky balance there and it can be hard to understand, hard to explain for sure. I don't know. Is is that how you feel about it? (laughs) That's good. So what are, talk about sometimes that as a homesteader specifically, you've gotten discouraged and how you've been able to push through that discouragement and, uh, I guess, accomplish the thing that you set out to accomplish rather than, you know, as you get discouraged and throw the hammer down or quit and walk away from it. How did you overcome that and just actually push through to do the thing that needed doing? How did you know I sometimes throw things? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do that. So I just assume other people do. Um, I do get this. I, I, no, I, I get less discouraged as time goes on, even with the, some of the bad things that happen. Like when my, um, when my Idaho pasture pig, uh, my boar passed this last summer, it kind of mm. broke my heart, you know, yeah. but, uh, cause I, it was, he was, he was a major part of my breeding trio. Um, so that was a little discouraging. Um, Oh, uh, I, I put in, you know, I always hear about how much that Jack Spearco could sell uh, duck eggs. I'm going, I like ducks. And so I raised a bunch of ducks and then nobody wanted any duck eggs. So that was a little bit, a little bit discouraging and stuff. I have tried to garden so many times. I, you were, I think one of the most times I was discouraged 
and it's been a few years. I had planted a fall garden and things were coming up and it was doing pretty good. And you know, you've heard me talk about the wind here in Northeast Oklahoma. Well, all of Oklahoma, the wind can get bad. And we had a night that uh, was coming up. It was going to get, it was going to be a frost. And so I needed to cover my plants. So I'm out there putting everything down, but the wind was already so bad. It was snapping uh, the tarp and the sheets and everything. It was literally snapping my plants off at the, at the base of the, wow. uh, of, and, and, and I'm going, God, you told me you wanted me to garden. <laughs> I'm out there crying. Why are you making all my plants snap off? <laughs> and I still struggle with the gardening and stuff too. And part of it is because I've discovered I'm highly allergic to a lot of a lot of things that we grow out here. So wow. when I go out and when I actually go out and weed, I come I come in pretty kind of boogered up. <laughs> so I've kind of lost. Maybe maybe if I could get in something a little more sterile, like a hoop house or something, and not fewer <laughs> weeds during it, but I don't know. Yeah, there I, you go. I'm not very good at gardening, but I do enjoy my animals, even when I have some deaths. It gets discouraging and stuff too. But I think the my most uh, because I do stick with it and keep plotting and stuff. Sometimes I step back and go, "Oh, is this as far as I've gotten? Really? How old am I going to be before I actually see some progress?" <laughs> So I think that's my biggest discouragement that I struggle with. Yeah. Is that, is that still like dealing with the, the discouragement you've dealt with over the past few years, especially like some of the deaths and things like that. Have you gotten to a place where you don't really struggle with the discouragement or is it still a daily thing for you? Hmm. Daily thing. <sighs> I don't think I get, I, I should say an ongoing thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I get so discouraged anymore because I think for the first time in my life, I really am on the right path. You know, I had spent my entire life trying to fit in and I just didn't, I didn't fit into, you know, I, I've been a waitress. I've done, I've probably done my, about every job under the sun to put food on the table and stuff. And I just didn't fit in with any of them. I'm a hard worker, but I'm not a very good employee for some reason. I don't know. Um, and knowing now that I'm actually truly living the life that I'm supposed to be living, I actually have more satisfaction. So even when I have setbacks, it's like, huh, okay, that's another setback, but I'll figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I think that comes with age too. And, and just not giving up along the way. Yeah. Well, I think it comes with, uh, like you said, living the life you enjoy living, but kind of even more than that is having a mission. You know, when when you're doing something for a purpose outside of yourself, it seems like no matter what comes your way, it's like, well, it's it's just another uh, another bump in the road or or something that I've got to figure out. It's not something that's going to completely knock me off my horse where I can't ever ride again. I just got to get back up, get in the saddle, figure out how to navigate that setback or navigate the whatever it is that. excuse me, whatever it is that popped up for you, when you have that higher purpose, it's not so hard to, hard to get around that. Have you, have you found that to be true or? I believe so. I also have to, I, there is a fear in the background because I'm not as young as I used to be, you know, um, how much longer am I going to be able to hoist the feed bags and how much longer am I going to be able to wrestle with pigs and big dogs and stuff. But then I have to remind myself, you know, God has not told me how many days I've got on this earth. 
And I may, it, it may not be an issue of how much longer am I going to be able to do the work? It's going to be, I'm going to do the work until God tells me I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, so I try and even some, and people younger than me who, who are, are less, less physical and strong and have that ability, you know, so I just have to remind myself I've got today and this is, I can only do what I can do today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all you can do. I mean, we're not promised tomorrow. So just push through, do what you know, do what you know to do and, and move on. That's, those are good words. So <clears throat> what all do you have going on there along with your homestead? You mentioned a YouTube channel. You got quite a few things going on. Is Am I understanding yeah. that right? No, and some, and I think maybe every once in a while I think I've bit off more than I can chew, but it's okay. I'll just keep going. Um, I do have the YouTube channel. My my main one is Ellis Family Farms, and I literally have. I'm. I think I've got one or more, two more videos. I'm way behind on editing and getting them out because I've got I've got so many irons in the fire right now. But mm-hmm. it is going to be changed to Grandma's Homestead um, because. It is me. When I first started Ellis Family Farms, Tom was a beekeeper. We had all kind. We had different. We have the vineyard and all kinds of other stuff. And I thought, oh yeah, family farm. There's a. We are a family, and we're going to be farming. And then I found out mm-hmm. that I was one family member that would cared. So, <laughs> I'm, yeah, my my uh, YouTube channel is going to be changing very shortly to Grandma's Homestead, and cool. then uh, I do have the other ones, Farm Animal Life. It's nothing. It, I stick. A, I stick a camera in the brooder or something like that and just let the animals do their things and and uh doing that and then i just recently started doing the pro the podcast this grandma's life and uh how do you how do you keep from getting so overwhelmed from all the things (laughs) i don't because if you think about it and, and I'm trying to remodel this bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm okay. I'm trying to be a grandma and a wife and go to basketball practice or softball games or, uh, and then make sure dinner's fixed. And, and so, yeah, I think I've been working on this bathroom a month and I, and I've just, I keep, I watch all these other people who can build a house and do things in just a few weeks. I'm going, I haven't even got my shower torn out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. I'm I'm a carpenter. I, I build things by trade. And my house has been standing there for a year and a half and still not finished. <laughs> so don't don't feel bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's really stupid too, is I've just and we're living in a twenty five hundred dollar mobile home. Okay. It's bad. I'm on subflooring on throughout most of the house. Uh because it's sat for several years uninhabited, there's like rodent holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can, that's part of the reason I wanted to redo this bathroom because the between water damage and rodent holes, you can sit on the toilet in the wintertime and you can just feel the breeze <laughs> blowing wow. through. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to remodel that. But then like when we ran into, I was talking to you about that, that vent pipe. You know, I can't move that wall. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to feel built. I don't want to put another hole in the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning to work that around true. that. Yeah. So I'm learning. But at the same time, I've decided, okay, at first I was thinking, I'll get the, this this mobile home remodeled and looking pretty good and, and functional. And then I will start learning how to build a house. But I've decided, you know what? I, I ain't getting any younger. I'm going to finish out the bathroom because I started and I've already bought everything for it. And I've already bought the wood stove for the, for the living room. Cause we're, 
all except for my uh, cook stove, we're all electric here. Mm. So uh, I found a, a, a used wood stove and I'm going to get that put in. And then I think I'm just going to figure out how to start building a house. And it may be the ricketiest. I don't think it will be. I think I'll, I'm, I think I'll have learned enough and stuff by then. You know what? Honestly, this sounds really stupid. And I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going out of limb. God will help me get the rest of it done. Because I know I can't do this by myself. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about climbing on a roof and, and building a roof. Uh, <laughs> I'll cross that. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But I do have faith that if I do get that far, things will happen. It'll get done. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's challenging even even when you're young and, and do that you know, as an everyday thing, it's, it's not an easy thing, but I mean, I know, I know you, you persevere through things and I know you can figure it out and, and God will make a way for you. So, I believe that I really do. So on your podcast, what are some of the things you talk about? Do you kind of have a premise for the show or what's, what's your, uh, the, the, your one big thing for the podcast? Um, Mainly is I've noticed when I'm talking to you guys on other podcasts and stuff, you'll say something. It reminds me of a story. It's like, oh, I got a story I can tell you about that. And it was happening a lot. And mm. and I was doing chores a few weeks ago. And, you know, you always get all the things in your emails and stuff saying, hey, start your own podcast. I'm going, ah, no, I don't want, I don't, I don't have anything to say. And then all of a sudden, one morning, no joke, I'm doing chores and it came to me. You're going to do a podcast. This is what you're going to talk about. And here's the name of it. I'm going, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so I do, t- I, I collect quotes like you do. I've got a whole mess of quotes. So I, I uh, do a quote and most of the time it fits with what I'm thinking about. I have a segment where I think I talk about what's on my mind, what I'm reading, you know, and I read a whole mess of stuff. I read good for mm-hmm. me stuff. I read novels and even in novels, you learn interesting things. And so yeah. I read excerpts of some of the books that I read that I'm reading at the time. And then, um, I tell a story or two. And so I don't know. It's what is that entertainment? I don't know, but infotainment maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just learning and having a good time with it now. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. There you go. One thing that I've heard you say quite a bit is to, to live until you die and kind of like, where does that come from? And why, why is that so important to you? Why do you push that? so much several a couple of two major things when tom and i were dating i he we met right about a year after my attack so i was uptight trying to get through life you know just working 80 and 90 hours a week just trying to put food on the table trying to make make sure everything's together when tom and i started dating we went boating we went camping we went fishing he had a lake lot uh we would go on vacations every year and i was learning to relax and then when he got sick All of that went away and Mm. he has literally quit living. He goes to work. It's kind of a weird thing. He will not miss. He's got, he gives away more vacation time every year because if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm going, dude, stay home with me. I got, I could use your help, you know, but it's in his grain. He's going to, he's going to work. And he goes to work and then he sits on the, he sits in his recliner and that's all he does. And, And, now you'll see him help me in my videos every once in a while. I've learned that if I start a project in his presence, he'll come and help me. But mm. um, so, but it is sad because he's the one who taught me how to live, and then he just quit living. Wow! And then when COVID happened, 
so many people just gave up. You know, my 40 year class reunion was coming up and I was kind of struck by one of them goes, well, and it was after most of the COVID was over and the one person had posted, well, I'd love to, but I just can't take the chance to get out in the public, you know? So I'd, I've, I had watched so many people give up their lives and, and then I'll, I know we're talking Jack Spirico again, but he always talks about that dash about what you do with your dash. Mm-hmm. And that got me to thinking that I, my dash, this is it. This is all I've got. And I don't want to meet God saying, well, the Sooners did pretty good in 2022. <laughs> or they didn't. You know, I mean, I, I still watch my football. Don't get, and they're not doing oh, that yeah. great there. They're, they're, they're struggling <laughs> this year, but I don't want to know uh, about the, the television shows that, you know, things are on television. I don't want to know all that stuff. I when I, when I meet God, which I know, especially since he created me so hard headed, I'm going to have a lot of things to atone for, (laughs) but I do not want to face him and say, you know, uh, I did the best I could kind of, you know, while I was watching television and, Mm -hmm. and so I I want to, I, I really want to be able to face God when I die saying I did my best for you. It was stupid. I really did bad a lot of times, but I did my best for you. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a great quote to end on. I, I love that. That's, that's amazing. Where can people find you if they want to connect you and follow along with your journey? Um, right now, mainly it's Ellis Family Farms, the YouTube channel. And I will let you know when it's moved to the other thing. And then, uh, I, of course, I'm one. I'm, oh, when I do TikTok, every once in a while I do things on the farm for TikTok. And I think it's under Thesea Ellis. But most of my stuff is I'm either doing a scripture of the day or a quote of the day. I'm still learning how I'm still not learning how to do effects and stuff. So like <laughs> my last one I did. See, that's what's really stupid about being you go, ooh, I'll go do this. And then you put it out there and all the quotes are right there running across your face. Fireworks things was right in my face too, and I don't know how to switch it. But I do <laughs> I do TikTok. I do, I do pictures. I don't do very many reels on Instagram yet. I do mainly just pictures. I get beautiful sunsets here. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a cat that's half blind and half deaf that falls asleep in weird places. So I take pictures of him and I've got two beautiful big dogs and I don't know, I've got a beautiful life out here. So I take pictures of that every once in a while. And so, yeah, it's not going to get a lot of viewers or stuff, but I don't care. It's my life and I'm taking a picture of it and I'm sharing it with you. Awesome. I love it. Well, I will definitely drop those links that you gave me to your YouTube channels and all that into the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I I enjoyed the conversation. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you.